Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do these without the incredible support of our sponsors. And we want to take a moment to say thank you to all of them. First, thanks to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Herf Jones, and Varsity Spirit. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to say thank you to our great platinum sponsors, including Gipper, sports graphics made incredibly simple. Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Camp Mobile, where leaders communicate better. And Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is a good friend, Cheryl Van Paris. Cheryl is the Professional Development Manager for the NIAAA. She works specifically with certification, but uh, she has been involved with the Professional Development Program for a long time. Cheryl, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Jake. Good to be here. uh, I I miss... uh, uh, our regular meetings with certification since I just uh, rolled off the committee, but uh, got a nice uh, 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 text from Pete the other day. Um, so uh, good to see that those uh, uh, committee members are still working hard. Miss you too. Yeah. Well, um, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell them a little bit about yourself, uh, where you grew up, where you went to school, and, and maybe how you're uh, uh, love of athletics, you know, led to this position with uh, NIAAA. Okay. Well, I grew up in the large town of North Manchester, Indiana, uh, graduated from Manchester High School, and um, then went on to Purdue University, where I got my degree in recreational management and a um, true boiler. So um, that will always be um, my first, my first real job that I would consider my first real job. Um, I worked for the, at that time was the Indiana Convention Center in Hoosier Dome. And um, I started out as an intern and worked my way up. Uh, then when I left, I was a um, sales representative and loved every minute of it. Well, what brought you to your uh, current position uh, with NIAAA? Um, kind of funny story. Um, I worked with Patty Conrad in her office, who's basically our meeting planner for the conference. And Patty and I worked together some years ago, and we've always enjoyed working together. And I was look, we were looking to move back to Indianapolis. And I said, you know, if anything ever becomes available. And this the position at that time was the professional development manager, and it was going to be both certification and LTI. And um, I applied. I was one of many, and um, I was very fortunate to um, get the position. I've always had a love of sports, so this kind of uh, tied everything together. Well, I know your uh, your son also was, uh, you know, had quite a sports background too. Uh, yes, my son um, ran track in high school. He played basketball for a couple of years, and I encouraged him to run track just to stay in shape for basketball. And then he ended up being the better 
track athlete than the basketball player. So he ended up running at state um, when we lived in Ohio. And now he has just so you know, he just did his second um, color commentary for the Columbus women's indoor soccer team. So yeah, so he's uh, he's had a love for sports also. He's a huge Columbus Crew fan. Uh, it's great to hear. Uh, always love to hear the the background stories. Talking about that um, in our world of you know athletic administration, we always talk about the importance of leadership and and particularly mentoring. Right. So I'm I'm curious, uh, who were some of your mentors um, growing up? You know, maybe teachers or coaches or or maybe people that you've worked with or worked for. Uh, the expression I always like to use is. I still hear those voices in my head uh, when I'm talking to a coach or, or maybe a student. So whose voice do you still hear? Um, it's kind of funny. I have to say it was my parents in the beginning um, as being the middle child, the only daughter. Um, and I wanted to do things with my dad and my older brother. Uh, my dad would hit fly balls at our front yard and I put on a mitt and went out and caught fly balls in the front yard so I could be with my dad and my brother. And then when, uh, when I became older, my dad was on school board and my mother had to watch the three of us while he was there. And since she really didn't care for what was on television on Monday nights, she got us to watch Monday night football. So uh, kind of funny. So my mother was really the true, um, she really loved sports. My dad was like, okay with it, but, um, that she was like the true sports fan. And then I have to say, um, I had a, when I worked at the convention center, I love my boss there. She was just always encouraging me, um, you know, to do to my best. And my boys, I'm still good friends with her to this day. You know, you've been involved with uh, the NIAAA since I got involved. And I got kind of a late start as an AD. I was, you know, a coach and an athletic director, but kind of in that order. And when I took a position in back in 2008 as an athletic director, that was my first um, taste of our state association and mm -hmm. immediately got sucked into NIAAA. So I'm curious, um, how have you seen the organization from your perspective at the national office, how have you seen the organization, you know, change and grow since you first started? Um, when I first started, everything was, I mean, done by hand. When you sent in a CAA, any of the applications for certification, they were all mailed in or they could be faxed. And um, that was rather cumbersome. So then we kind of started with the, We'd scan them, send them to our readers, but they still came to me, you know, by mail. Um, uh, up, up, giving people credit for courses, our LTI courses, it was all done by hand. Every single one of them for every single class. So it was, it was rather tedious. Things have gotten much better. Now we can upload and um, it really cuts the time down on that. So, but that's where, that's what I've experienced in my 10 and a half years here. Now, to our listeners, um, if you don't know, you know, Cheryl is really the person, you know, if you, you know, complete an LTI course at your state association, or if you submit um, your PDF for um, the Certified Athletic Administrator or your CMAA, you know, that, you know, used to come across her desk, now it comes through her computer. Um, so she really is, you know, kind of a touchstone person 
for certification and with LTI. So uh, I'm curious, um, what do you think has been among, I won't pin you down to one, but what do you think has been one of the most significant additions to the Professional Development Academy, either you know LTI course or certification. You know what are some things that you think have really um, stepped up what certification means for NIAAA? Um, well, I think some of the states are now. I don't know if it's the states or it could be your um, school district. Um, they give maybe a a stipend for becoming certified. I know there are some districts that require you being a registered athletic administrator to apply for the position. And then they expect you after a couple of years to get your certified athletic administrator. So I think that's helped. Um, I think also um, taking our CAA online has really been a big, big boost for us. I mean, last year during the pandemic, um, we couldn't have we couldn't have done really any kind of certification. I think we maybe had 60 people take an exam at a location. So that means we had 230 people take it online. And then the other was um, the CMAA when we started doing the oral presentations. It's now this year, we're about 50-50 with um, written and um, oral presentations. So I think those are the two biggest things that have really, um, really helped in the last few years. You know, um, again, for our listeners, you know, Cheryl uh, works now specifically with our certification program. And it was really my, uh, you know, pleasure and honor to, uh, you know, work with her and the other members of certification for these many years. Um, if you sent in a CMA project, either the written project, which is still one of the options, mm -hmm. or if you presented an oral presentation, um, Cheryl, you know, while not, you know, reading it from cover to cover, you know, she certainly was aware of projects coming across. Mm -hmm. So yes. without naming names, okay, okay, what are a couple of projects that you have seen that, again, from your perspective, you know, really would fall into that category of best practices, some uh, really good projects. Can you share a couple with our listeners? We had one in January. Um, it was an incredible rebranding of his school. He, um, the AD, he was new and he also was lucky. He had a principal who also was felt the same way. They needed to have everything on the same page. You know, soccer team had this logo and the football team used this logo and he did an incredible job with his principal of rebranding, not just the athletic department, the rebranding his whole school, and it was outstanding. Now, um, I know the answer to this, but I'm, uh, again, going to ask you to share. Okay. For our listeners that may be at that point where they've got their CAA, they're um, thinking about doing a project. Again, my recommendation is, you know, hey, do something that you're already doing, you know, that you have a passion for and just mm -hmm. tell the story. But if they wanted to look at some CMAAs that have already been approved, um, mm -hmm. where would they go to uh, look at these? Um, if you go to the NIAAA website and um, you'll click on, on the homepage, not on your profile, on the homepage, click on the professional development tab, certification, and you'll scroll down to the bottom uh, where it's certified 
master athletic administrator and you'll click on learn more and I'll take it to the next page where we have set up a um, uh, Google Doc, which lists um, a number of the projects that have been approved in the last couple of years. And you can kind of get an idea of what um, was presented or written about. So um, I think that's helped. So, so if anybody has any questions, they can go there. And then if they have more, they can contact me. And then I can send them on to a certification committee member if they really um, want to get in depth. I appreciate you sharing that. And again, um, reach out to your own state association and your own state yes. coordinator for certification, and they should be able to give you those same directions. But uh, right. the NIAAA website has really stepped up the last few years, much mm -hmm. more user friendly, and a lot of resources there for athletic directors. Right. Cheryl, we're going to shift gears a little bit. One of the things okay. we've done with uh, the podcast um, since we started these is uh, try to follow uh, what's going on with COVID. Okay. And uh, we're actually, to our listeners, we're recording this on uh, March 8th. Um, we're almost one year uh, from when COVID, uh, you know, impacted everyone. So I know you're on an AD in a building, but Sorry. from your perspective, um, what's going on right now in Indiana, maybe in Indianapolis with regard to COVID, uh, not just return to school, but return to play. You know, can you share what's happening with the Indiana schools? Um, I believe we we are in the. Um, I think it's regional time for um, boys uh, basketball. Um, girls completed, I believe, at the end of February. Um, wrestling state is over, um, but we are having the big one coming up. Um, Indiana is Indianapolis is hosting the NCAA tournament men's tournament and um, that will be played strictly in Indianapolis they have a number of sites that they're going to use um, and I think they're allowing 20 to 25 percent capacity with um, fans uh, um, families are encouraged to come but they cannot contact their son or their son they're, um, they, they, they're not allowing any interaction with the fans. They're trying to keep the teams um, isolated so they don't have that um, problem with um, COVID. So um, I can tell you in our office, when we first were able to come back, um, everything was masks in the building. Uh, we, have, we still do temperature checks every day in the office. But uh, we are doing an incredible job in the state of Indiana. I have to give the state kudos. We are doing a great job vaccinating people. Um, I'm gonna give a shout out to Patty. Patty did the uh, drive-through at the Indianapolis 500 to get the uh, Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Um, they set up, uh, I believe it was uh, Friday through Monday, they did drive-through and Everybody just raved about how well it went. So I have to give our state, they've done a really, really good job with it once we've um, got the vaccine. And I had my first one, second one will be on the 19th of March. Well, that, that's good to hear. Glad everybody's safe there in the national office. Yes. Um, looking ahead, um, mm -hmm. has um, you know leadership been able to uh, uh, plan for 
those traditional July meetings or you know state coordinators in September? Um, has a decision been made yet? Uh, are those going to be in person? Right now, we are planning on in person for July meetings and the um, state coordinators in September. Crossing our fingers, but yeah, it looks good. Oh well, definitely looking forward to that and and uh, connecting with everybody. Uh, you know, obviously we missed out on that uh, uh, this year for nationals. Couldn't get yes. you down to Tampa, but again, mm -hmm. hats off to you and the national staff for putting on a great virtual conference. Uh, what's the feedback been um, regarding the the national conference this year? Really, really good. I mean, and um, we're hoping that if everybody liked it virtually, because we had a lot of new uh, first time attendees. So we're hoping if they like the virtual, they're going to love the national conference and we can finally do some networking, which was the one thing we weren't able to do as much of is that we, you know, I know UADs love to do is to network and that's the one thing we really couldn't do. Well, the one thing that we talked about um, in our corner was that, uh, yeah, you, you weren't there in person, but mm -hmm. the ability through breakout rooms and, and, the, and the chat and the, and the different platforms, uh, I, I think from a volume standpoint, there were probably more network connections made That's true. Um, yeah. than uh, you would normally. But again, everybody, you know, we, we, we got to meet in person. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we got to get back to that in Denver. Okay? Yeah. Um, uh, another question that we always ask our ADs, um, okay. you know, what's your favorite part of the job? What gets you excited about coming into the office each day? Um, I have to say, this is the kind of the funny thing, because I'm the one who grades the exams and I send out the, the, the email notice saying you, you know, congratulations, you passed the exam. And everybody, some, I have this, people say, thank you so much for everything you did for me. And I'm like, I really didn't do anything. You did all the work. You did the study. You took the courses. You took the exams. I just graded it and sent you an email. So I always find that to be really funny, but that's probably part of the job that I love the most is, you know, congratulating people on a job well done. Well, you're certainly part of that journey. You know, you're there uh, at the very end to, you know, grant them that official status that you're right they have earned but uh yeah. that would be cool hey. <laughs> that's the part i love uh what um if you were and i, I know you know mike and phil and all those people are, are probably going to see this but uh you know if you were in charge let's say you know what's uh something that you would add to the the whole mm -hmm. process of um LTI certification, you know, if you could wave that magic wand, uh, what's something that you might streamline, eliminate or add, you know, what's your idea for a new best practice? Hmm. Wow. Um, well, that's a hard one. I really don't know. I mean, I, that's something I'd really have to think about because It's all working so well. Oh, I know. Machine. <laughs> uh, eliminating all LTI manuals and going strictly digital with the manuals. Is that something that's uh, actually being discussed? Um, I don't know. I 
if, if it's being discussed, I think we've had that discussion before and I was all for it a couple of conferences ago. Um, but we are doing, if you are doing um, say a virtual um, LTI course, you are gonna get an, an e-manual. You're not gonna get the hard copy. You're gonna get an e-manual unless it's requested by your state. Right, um, I'm gonna branch off of that question. Uh, I know you um, have some involvement with um, some of the uh, university affiliated programs. Um, and I'm, ju I'm just curious, because I, I was working with one here recently, what's, uh, what's the percentage of those um, institutions using virtual manuals versus ordering hard copies? Um, can you share that number? I, we're getting close to almost more virtual than hard copies. Um, a number of them. I, I can only think of, um, there's still probably less than five that use the hard copies, but most are going towards the digital since most universities are using digital books, so. Right, I mean, just myself, um, I have all my, uh, hard copies on my bookcase behind me. Okay. Uh, but if I get a question, I found myself going more on my computer to the virtual one because I'm, I'm going to be sending that to the person that asked a question rather than say, I'll just go to page 62 in the manual. So um, yeah, I could see that shift coming. Uh, I'm sure there's some old dinosaurs like me that would, uh, you know, still want to keep the books, but, uh, you know, virtual might be the way to go. We'll see. Uh, Cheryl, um, again, you get you and I get to see a lot of each other. Well, you know, not as much as we used to because I'm not in certification anymore. But uh, this has been great, uh, you know, connecting today. But we're not quite done. Okay? Okay. Uh, we always like to wrap these up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. Okay. And again, uh, to our listeners, Cheryl's not an AD, but she has a bird's eye view to some of the best practices for ADs over the past several years. So my question is this, uh, okay. you are sending mm -hmm. out a brand new athletic director mm -hmm. from their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go in Cheryl Van Paris's athletic director toolbox? Contact um, your state, state state coordinator to find out how to start what you don't know. Um, uh, find a mentor, maybe in your conference, who can help you with any questions. I have I have found this that ADs are much more so than principals in sharing their best practices with each other. So. Um, maybe find somebody in your conference or somewhere where you can just go to them and say, hey, this is my problem. How can, how can I, you help me figure this out? And um, third would be start, start the certification process. Start taking 501, 2, 3, um, just so you know what you don't know, because that's the, that's the big thing. So those would be my three. And, and you are 100% spot on about athletic directors 
you know, wanting to share, um, you know, I can't speak for principals, but I know coaches, you know, we always tended to keep things close to the vest. We didn't want to share, but ADs can't wait to share. Uh, so again, get in touch with your state association, um, you know, find that individual, you know, reach out, don't be shy mm -hmm. yeah. and then start that path on uh, certification. Okay. Great um, stuff. I have to say this, this, that's the one thing about getting to observe the um, CMAA presentations. The certification committee are probably some of the best, I want to say the best, they're the biggest stealers of other people's ideas because they, they see all these presentations of what people are doing in their schools and they're like, this is awesome. Boy, I could do this in my school. So they, you guys have a tendency to um, kind of pick from the really good projects that like, you know, hey, I could implement that. So that's something that it's, it's kind of funny to watch, but it happens about every presentation oh again you are absolutely right you know uh, watching someone share something about their school that they're passionate about that they mm -hmm. helped put together um it, it's like going to a workshop you know you're just looking for that one nugget and yeah. watching those oral presentations you know i think we were uh you know <laughs> scribbling down ideas as much as we were you know grading the person so right. yeah. appreciate you sharing that yeah cheryl van paris National uh, Office Program mm -hmm. Management Director. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you very much, Jake. It's been fun. And it's good seeing you. Well, we'll have to get you down here to Florida, you know, on an official or, or unofficial visit. Uh, yeah. To our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of these interviews are also being uploaded to the FIAAA Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. And until next time, thanks for listening. Come back again for another episode of the Educational AD.